0: Thought bubble audio
1: hi and welcome to supergirl tv talk this is the podcast where we talk to you about the cw's hit show supergirl my name is frank and with me is
0: my hidden in plain sight friend tim no, I'm right. I'm, I'm right here. Where? No. Where? I'm in. But Frank, I'm in plain sight. How let can me, you not see me? Let me follow the sound or, of your voice, or let me, tell let me that it's follow me. the sight of your face. I'm over here. Ooh. Ooh. Weird. I don't know if that did anything. Not really. Dang. I moved my <laughs> head all over the place. <laughs> You did, you did, you made a good effort. I looked like I was trying to lick the ice cream cone on a 100 degree day. You like really I was just, did.
1: I was all over the place. From every angle, I wish everyone could see that, but alas, it's an audio medium. Indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but how have you been? What's going on? Anything super happening to you? Anything Martian happening to you?
0: Hmm, Martian, 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 Martian. I nothing's really been happening to me. My wife and I got a dog that's not pertinent Yay, to, this, to this podcast in any particular way. Uh but yay, puppies. Okay, and that's uh that's that's about it. And no, it does not have a Superman or a DC comics theme name because my wife could care less. Mm, mm. Yeah. So um so no, we did not go in that direction. Wow,
1: I have a I have a cat named
0: after Batman and you don't. I know, but I have a cat named after the you know, creator of Lord of the Rings, so you do have. I feel this. like we're, we're even. Although your other cat's name is named after a famous literary figure, this is Edgar Allan Poe, slash true. maybe Poe Dameron. Even though that <laughs> your cat came first, so he is, he is Edgar Allan Poe Dameron. That is yeah, that is his name. That is my name for him from now. On. I want a cut scene in the new Star Wars movie where it's just Poe writing stories, and someone's <laughs> like, "Hey Poe, what are you doing? Nothing." <laughs> like, yeah, "Quoth the Raven." All right, I'm coming. <laughs> Quoth the space raven. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, anyway. Man. Oh goodness, goodness, Frank. You got some get some letters.
1: I sure Any... do. I sure do. We got some letters uh, from all of our uh, few of our listeners over at mail at talk dot com. We asked for them. You guys delivered. Thank you so much for doing that. And this first one comes to hold us. On, be-
0: hold up. Wait. 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 Before oh, you start. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. What's up? I just I forget. I was rude. How are you? Anything new <laughs> in your life? <laughs> Were you
1: weighing in your head like, what's ruder, not asking him how he is or interrupting him to ask him how he is?
0: A little bit, a little (laughs) bit. I realized that I said, let's move on, but I was like, I don't even think I asked him how he was, because we were chatting for like a half an hour before we started recording, so I know how you are. You do. That that is a question purely for the people who listen to the show. Thank you, (laughs) listeners. Now you know how Frank is. Frank, how are you? Fine. Excellent. That's my official you, answer. You probably Fine. would be good if I asked you earlier. I'll think about that all episode. Oh anyway, yeah, you should
1: feel real guilty about that.
0: I will. <laughs> Don't worry.
1: Oh, uh. uh so our do- uh, first our first uh, note comes from Gabriella. Gabriella, uh, it wants to. She wanted to follow up on what we said last week about uh notes notes on Kara's behavior. Things like, for a friend like you, there are no boundaries, right? Remember that? Mm-hmm. So, Gabriella, she, she gets right into it. All right, let's talk about why that kind of behavior is just what Kara would do. Unlike Superman, Supergirl was raised on Krypton for a good while, and we all know how questionable Kryptonian decisions were. They mm. blew up their planet. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. Ooh. Fair Ooh. point, Gabriella. Ca- called out all of Krypton right, right, right whole there. Whole planet, Good, good work right there. So, um, I always saw Kryptonians as a lot more human than Superman. The human side to his origin story, he came from a planet as flawed as our own and was still a man of morals. Kara stealing from a government facility is a very Kara thing to do because she was raised on Krypton, with those around her making all kinds of questionable decisions, with her own father creating that thing around Argo, and just Argo, by the way, to... Basically, save his called own out. family and whoever was in Argo as a coincidence. It's called out twice. I mean,
0: oh my god,
1: Zorel is in on it, right? All right. So Kara is a lot of those things, which is why I think she's had so much faith in Lena. Lena is basically Kryptonian. I'm not a villain, but I want to make things better through mind control. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Right, and all her amazing decisions remind me of Kara's mom and Fort Roz. All the evil Kryptonians wanting to return, uh, wanting to turn Earth into Krypton Mm 2.0. Kara is very selfish deep down. She wanted to be like Superman. She wants to keep her friends. She wants to be loved by all and have people listen to her and live the way she thinks things should be.
0: And I love that. Wow. Also, this is is a whole. This is like a thesis on Kara. This is amazing. Gabby is. I know Gabby is crushing. I love this.
1: Uh, Gabby, please write us again. Uh, Also, something that clicked watching this episode was why Kara cares so much about politics. The House of El were basically political leaders and lawyers, and Krypton was a very political planet. I just always found that odd. That's
0: basically it, Gabby. Uh, That's basically it, Gabby. Yeah, that's basically it. You give us a lot. Basic. Round of applause. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Move those uh, hands in a circle, Frank. Round right. of applause. Yes, round of right. yeah. applause.
1: Circular applause. But yeah, Gabby, that's, I mean, you make some very excellent points. Kryptonians d- did make terrible decisions routinely. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you're. she makes a really good point about Clark being raised by humans and Kara being raised by Kryptonians. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to ha- I mean, while they are both. Um, while they both stand for similar, um, virtues and they both have similar values, it's, it's a little bit different. And maybe Kara's a little bit more willing to, um, do the, the, the wrong thing for the right reasons or, or, you know, maybe she believes that the ends justify the means a little bit more than Clark does. And I, I like that. They're different. You know, we, you, you started to sort of plant that seed with me last week and I've been thinking about it for the past week and I think Gabby kind of cemented it here. They are different characters. They are going to handle things differently. They are, while they're both supposed to be these moral upright upstanding citizens they're different and they're going to make different trade-offs and different
0: uh calculations so i like that yeah i like that i like that too and it's something that we we've, we've certainly talked about on on the show ourselves but sometimes you you forget that kara is spent so much time on krypton actually there was a moment in the episode tonight where uh um uh, Brainy and Brainy, no, not Brainy, Nia and uh, Kara are having this conversation. They're like, oh, you know how Brainy, you know how human emotions confuse him? And this is a Kryptonian talking to a, insert whatever species Nia is, can't remember what planet she's from. Dreamer. Right, (laughs) and so Dreamer planet, yes, indeed. But, you know, like, oh, human emotions confuse him. And I'm like, oh, but neither of you are, have earth emotions so it's even like yes you're humanoid both of you but like you don't you think of humans as like earthian or terran or whatever you know yeah like whatever sure the, sure so yeah it just it just struck me when I was watching the episode that's it that's please conti- yeah please continue that's good that's good yeah well I'm, this is this is all really good so yeah, thank you very
1: much Gabby that was great uh, great to hear from you and uh, some great thoughts there so please uh, write us again that was awesome uh, speaking of writing us again, we have a note from Renee. Renee is a, a long time uh, uh, writer into the show. Uh, Renee says Hi, Frank and Tim. I have been binge watching Arrow and noticed that the spider tattooed woman reminded me of the card tattooed man from Arrow season
0: three or four. Hmm. Right? <sighs> yes. Definitely. Yes. Absolutely. I forgot about that dude. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that is a good poll. That's a good poll. There is some similarity there. Uh, Renee goes on to say, also Clark from Lois and Clark went to China to get Chinese food during either season one or
0: two during one of their
1: late night working sessions. Yes, just like Kara did for Lena. What are your
0: thoughts? Yes, that was a season. That was a season one poll from Lois and, Lois Clark. and Clark because they yep. were all like, "Oh my God, where did you get these dumplings? Oh my gosh!" And he's like, "I don't know. I just know a little place." so good so good it's one of those you know we talk often about how we wish these shows
1: did more uh of the sort of casual use of powers yes right like yes. the like the walking on the ceiling and the walking on the walls and like the using uh, your heat vision to make toast and things like that um and flying to another country to grab
0: lunch is a great example of that of Kara doing that yep that is a casual use of that is a casual use of your powers yes and you used it wisely. Yes,
1: yes. So good, two good polls, Renee. Thank you so much for that note. Love it. Uh, I love getting. I love getting mail like this from our awesome listeners. So thank you all so much. Everyone who emailed us at mail at talk dot com. We love you all, and uh, and we really love uh, hearing from you and and reading what you have to say. So keep that stuff coming. Mail at talk dot com or at TV Supergirl if Twitter's more your thing. Uh, and we'd love to to hear even more of it. We also love all of you who uh, support us over at Patreon.com/slash Thought Bubble Audio. Um, it's been uh, a real pleasure. One week since the... you looked at me. Oh. Ah, yeah, there it yeah. is. Yeah. you had to do it. You had to do that. Yep. Uh, I, I certainly I would have done it in your shoes. So
0: it actually has been one week though. Because, yes, you know, since I looked at you. Yeah. That's yes.
1: True. true. Um, yeah, uh, everyone who supports us over on Patreon, you really make our day every day. You make it possible for us to do what we love to do. So thank you so much. Uh, even for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep the lights on, pay the bills, keep these shows coming, and uh, we really, really love you all for, for doing that. So um, if you're if you're doing it, thank you. If you haven't, consider it. A uh, dollar a month, uh, as much as you're able or willing to give. You know, if this show is worth a quarter a week to you, if you get that, you know, a, a laugh when Tim... Uh, sings, uh, sings silly songs or whatever. If it's worth a quarter a week, dollar a month, consider, uh, uh kicking us a, a buck here and now and then. Patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. And thank you to all of you who, uh, who support us. All right, Timothy. Uh, I believe it is time that you tell me, uh, a little bit about, uh, this episode.
0: Frank, i want to tell you so much about this episode. So much, in fact, that. I'm going to keep you in suspense until right now. Episode, season five, episode four, episode titled In Plain Sight, which is funny because you said that at the beginning of this episode. So both episodes, in a way, are titled In Plain Sight. It's like I planned it or something. Indeed. Written by Jay Fairber, who is, this is his first episode working on Supergirl, so welcome Jay Fairber to the J Welcome to the Supergirl family. Uh, and a uh, long-time standing writer, Jess Cardos, directed by David McWirtier, which is also a long-standing creative on Supergirl. So, Frank, here we go. That was a good bit. You ready for some good bits? I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for the good bits? Okay, Hit good, good. me. Hit
1: me with your good bits.
0: <laughs> okay, some people were making fun of this online, but I liked it. The bullet catch turn and heat vision at the, at the beginning with Malefic. It the, the some people were making fun of the way that it was edited or the shot was compositive because she kind of flies in and all of a sudden she flies like super straight like it, she was like a little like stick figure and she like shoop. Um, yeah but I honestly first time watching it just completely I was like that's cool she caught was fun. it and she turned yeah. it. it felt like it felt like one fluid motion Yes. and I was on and I was on board for it agreed agreed it. yes all right yep. next your good bit.
1: Um, I just, I mean, I'm not going in order here, but the thing that stuck out to me maybe the most in the whole episode is that James is now going by Jimmy.
0: Yeah, man. That's, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I was that a, I guess that's a good bit, but also kind of ties to the, the news thing, but it's really a character piece. So it was just I'll a, m- a moment, you. right? It's like, a yes, moment. it's
1: part of a bigger story, but yeah. like that moment. I was like, "Oh, all right, we're going, yeah. we're going there." I thought it was a, I thought it was a uh, pivot away from, from right in season one. What were, didn't someone call him Jimmy, and he was like, "It's James, actually." Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even
0: the pilot. Yeah, hold hold your Jimmy thoughts. All right, until all right. Uh, hold you all. We'll talk about James even before we get to Storytime Village. We can like start with James because this is this was Macod Brooks' last episode as James Olson, I think. Although slash maybe in the crossover, can't remember. Not positive about that. I think he might be in the crossover. I think he is in the crossover. I I think he makes at least an
1: appearance, yeah. Because this is kind of an abrupt, like, somewhat abrupt way for him to leave. Like, he didn't say goodbye to anybody or anything.
0: You know, but but, we'll... Right. He's just in his hometown, which happens to be in California, even though... Confusing? All right. Metropolis? Yeah, all that. Hold it to the end, though. Okay. Hold that. Hold that until the end. What's your next good bit? My next good bit is, uh, Sprock, 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 like <laughs> which I really enjoyed. And then in the next scene, it was like Sprock. Like, I love
1: I, that. I love that for 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 the uninitiated, Sprock is is uh, the Legion's uh, future uh, F word, sort of.
0: Yeah, that this is probably the closest equivalent. It's probably a lot cleaner than that, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it yeah. is the it is their big it is their big swear word. It's the big it's the big swear swear word. Yes. The same way we have shway in the future we have sprock. Exactly. Yeah. That is shway. I wish shway would make it into the real world. We kind of wish sprock would make it into the real I know, world. It's
1: true. <laughs> Actually, ooh, you know, we should really make an effort anytime we are tempted to swear on these podcasts we should just say sprock and sprocking yes. and
0: yes. That should be I'm our on thing. Board. I am, I am sprocking on board for that. I am right. so hey, sprocking excited we dis- we decided well, to do it. we're just going to swear up a storm this episode now <laughs> that we've given the rule. This is this is 5 se- this is 5 seasons of not swearing.
1: Pent <laughs> no, up pent up pen, anger. Pent
0: up. S- s- sprocking anger. energy. Anyway, sprock, sprock, sprock. Anyway, uh that was uh that was my good bit. What was your next good bit? Um uh, I, I did enjoy, uh,
1: well, actually there's a couple of things that I want to talk about, but I don't want to, th- we're going to talk, we're going to cover them in Storytime Village, so I don't want to, um, tread too okay. far, because now I'm thinking about the James thing, and, and, yeah, okay. I don't want to spread it. Okay. So why don't you All give right. me a couple of more reviewers? Okay. And I'll, I'll
0: reveal mine as we go along. Alright, I've only got three more other good, I've only got three other good bits, because the rest of them tie into the rest of the, the show. One, the blue in the face effect. When when all the wind got sucked out of the room, that was that was fun. That was that cool. That was cool. That was just like a second of like, oh, hey, yeah, she almost died of asphyxiation. You can see it in her face. It matches her blue. Her I blue like that. Mark. I like that they were blue. showing that, yeah. She went from blue to brownish gold. It was great. And then, um, but she was not depressed. So <laughs> that's my Lion King reference for the day. There you go. Even though I think I made that joke earlier today. so Probably. <laughs> uh, it's a good one. Um I loved how old the computers were in the Calvintown Gazette offices. If you notice they were the big bulky white monitors. I didn't like, notice that. They were oh, like the no, old C R T monitors. Yeah, and it wasn't they're not even like the bulky, like slim monitor right, that right. still weighed like fifteen to twenty pounds. This was like the big one that took up your whole desk. Like the old gateway. Yeah, like, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. And I loved that because it it without really commenting on without really commenting on the state of the newspaper, it really showed you the difference in catco news media journalism versus small town paper and where this paper was and what they were about and what they were doing It was pretty pretty something
1: yeah, it was very yeah. telling i think that's a that's a really good I did not pick up on that that is a good bit that's a uh, really nice little detail. That says volumes i'm really surprised you didn't pick up on that that honestly i was i think i was focused on the dialogue and 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 the story the story that was unfolding there and i didn't even look at the surroundings at all yeah that the tech stuff is that's the stuff that i would normally notice like hey did you notice they were using this phone whatever like um yeah that's something that i I normally would notice but good good eye good eye there
0: thank you thank you you know people probably would take you more serious if you didn't use that voice when talking about tech
1: probably would probably would yeah.
0: but uh, i have to stay true to myself yes so. it's true if the show has taught you anything Franky.
1: i'm gonna sweep in here i'm gonna buy this podcast and i'm gonna tell you to
0: call me frankie okay <laughs> you, you could do that but we we already own this podcast uh, oh so kind of a waste of oh money. man i gotta talk to my accountant this is <laughs> i'm being robbed <laughs> anyway um, and don't call me frankie
1: oh, oh no. that was the other thing don't call me chief, chief that was the other that, that was, was really a good that's bit. a
0: good bit yes excellent excellent okay good <laughs> and then la- uh, last good bit I really enjoyed the new establishing shot of National City but Kara as Supergirl zooms across the screen really fast I've never seen that before is that new
1: uh, I think they've done it before not with that shot but they've done it like, they've done establishing shots of her zooming by before. Kind of like they have Barry zooming into an establishing shot, you know, and things like that.
0: That's um, true, yeah. It just seemed, like, so, like, almost like fun. I was, like, out, like, I was on a building looking out at the city. I am the camera, and I happened to see Supergirl flying by in that exact moment. It was fun. Isn't it neat? It was really fun. I, like, I had to rewind. I barely noticed it. I thought I, something went across my screen. I know. I love when they do stuff like that.
1: It's just playful and fun. And mm. as it should
0: be, as
1: it should be with these shows,
0: yeah, man, yeah, okay, so Frank, some P- Professor comics corner before we talk about before we talk about the the sayonara of James Olson, mm. one, the Verdex blaster, you know the quote Hank Henshaw designed gun that this whole thing kind of revolved around, not a comic thing, I know everyone was expecting it, like where's this thing from? It's not made up for the show. tried to do a lot of research, didn't happen, all right, so
1: not 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 a comic thing interesting not professor comics at all but Mm-mm. it might have been on people's minds uh professor next- comics is here to tell you that is not his thing
0: that is not his thing exactly next thing uh we got a uh, two alien name drops the Tamarinians and the phyroids Tamarinians are where uh starfire become starfire it's it is a uh, her species of origin and uh, and the phyroid which took a long time to find. Uh, and Frank can attest to that because I searched earlier and then I searched with Frank and finally they've appeared in one episode one episode, one issue of Green Lantern one fifty six in nineteen eighty two and that was the last time ever. Who knew? So that was a that's a deep dive. Almost like people forgot that was a thing. And I appreciate when the show does things like that.
1: Yeah, that's a really deep pull. Like that is a
0: hard one to find mm-hmm and then and then finally, which is kind of Professor Comic's corner, though I'm making an assumption here, the kid that James and um James and Kelly end up helping is named Simon Kirby, and I'm assuming that's named he's named for Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, so some of the the two biggest uh names and influences and creators of in, in comics of, of all time if you've heard of a superhero or a supervillain chances are jack kirby helped create it in some way yeah especially I, especially on the marvel side of things right right
1: yeah i i think that it's got to be i think it's got to be a, a reference right there's just too much that's like too coincidental to to not be in some way
0: Right. I, Jack Kirby, King of Comics. I mean, like, unless they unless it's Spider Man or Doctor Strange, he helped he created them. Like that's right. it. Right. Like Yeah. He is it. so so Everything. involved. Yep. So I uh I think I guess I guess it's for them. And then so then like the next step that I I'd, I'd have like to include that with, which um it could be, but I'm not positive here. So when Jack Kirby, here's the real Professor Comics Corner, uh this is the deep dive right here. Jack Kirby worked for Marvel for a long time. Decades and decades, you know, before with before superheroes, then superheroes, then there were no superheroes, then there were superheroes again. It was all he was all there for decades. And then and then Marvel started to not treat him so well. They started to go with new types of creators and all that stuff and Jack Kirby hop shipped. Go work for DC Comics, and they were like, "Hey, what do you want? What do you want to do?" And he's like, "I want to do um Jimmy Olsen, Superman's best pal, Jimmy Olsen. I'm I'm going to do that." Mm-hmm. And then there he created the Newsboy Legion, right? He, right. He, cre- he created um, Dark Side and the New Gods, which I mean was also its own comic. But you know, Turtle Boy, you know, whatever else showed up, right? That wasn't him, but um, but either either way, um. Jack Kirby has a huge is a huge part of Jimmy the importance of Jimmy Olsen in the comics, and and so in kind of fleshing out the world of Jimmy Olsen himself, and so I thought it was cool that a character that is basically the next Jimmy Olsen, you know this ah. orphan, this or you know this orphan kid, you know he's given a camera, hey, like because that's basically. Jimmy Olsen's origin, you know, like there's a lot of different versions of like where his parents. Sometimes his parents are super rich and don't care about him. Sometimes he's an orphan. He's like it's all over the place. But this kid who like doesn't have parents around, living on the street, whatever else, is is helped out and given this, you know, helped out by James Olsen. He is now Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: passing on the mantle in a
0: way, right? And he literally, mm-hmm. the camera is passing on the mantle. Right. This camera saved my life. That's been an important part of Jimmy's art since season one. basically yes. the pilot episode. And so and now he's passing that off that like that. Yeah, that mantle, like you said, it's like passing off a cape and a cowl in its own way. So it, it
1: is. It is very much so. Yeah, that's the closest. Well, no, he's actually got an actual costume, but uh <laughs> it's the closest thing he's got. But no, he's actually got one. But yeah, it, it, it is in terms of who you know that's guardian's identity james's identity is is the camera and that's that him giving that passing that on passing the torch there is uh is a big is a big deal and it's the camera his father gave him
0: you know it's a huge mm-hmm. deal. yeah so that ends professor comics corner but i think we should just talk about james right now yeah i think let's talk about james olson this was his final little his final send off here and of course i think so I, I originally had a theme as you know, click versus news and whatever else. And so, because that seemed to be a little part of what James, what happened with James in this issue, I kind of changed it to be called the integrity of journalism, mm-hmm. you know, and what that you know what that kind of looks like. And so that was old James' whole thing, you know, he's taking Kelly to hide with their aunt Vi in Town. and this is like where he where they're from, and all this stuff, or at least you know where they grew up and everything and while there they discover Simon Kirby living in their aunt's house and his mom's in prison for like nothing you know not nothing but you know like it's like the crime does not fit the punishment or the punishment right does right. not fit the crime so so anyway so you had some stuff to say about James so tell me more
1: yeah well I mean I, I wanted to talk about um I so I was first struck by the fact that he wanted to to be called Jimmy now. Um which feels a little bit out of character <laughs> at this stage in the game. Um but I I guess says something about uh about where
0: he's sort of leaving us. I I I had something with this. So okay. I think that so he go he says himself he went to National City because Clark asked him to, right? Could you please go watch Africa? You know, she's, she's all around in the big city, blah, 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 you know, all the the contrived reasons to get James on the Supergirl show. Right. And, and for him, he's like, I've never really been watching out for you, you've been watching out for me, you watch out for everybody, that's what you do. But I think it's kind of like that, like, new place, new me kind of thing, so it's not really, uh. You know the show calls him James that wanted to call him James Olson because he's like this big and he's awesome and he's suave and he's this, and he's not a Jimmy he's a James take him seriously, he's James right right exactly, but I think for 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 him for James, that's also part of his art like take me seriously, you know, I'm not Superman's pal Jimmy Olson of Metropolis. I'm James Olson journalist, and he realizes through the course of these you know four and a quarter seasons that he still is Jimmy olsen That's okay to he that's like he's like put on a he put on a name. Like if you went to college and you like everyone called you Frank in high school and then you went to college and you're like call me Francis. Right. You know, but after college you're like why did I do that? Sure. Sure. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. I see that. I see that. You you, you're you took on a yeah, that's a really good way of, of putting it, Tim. Yeah. You you take on this new identity in a new place um you're trying to get a fresh start you say call me this like you you change something but maybe you get a new haircut or a you change your hair color or you get mm-hmm. you know so you change what you dress something like that right and then after you're comfortable in your own skin in that new place after a while you sort of re-embrace who you like your true identity this new identity was maybe sort of put on a little bit or was just what you were doing to feel comfortable in this new place or to make people think about you the way you wanted to be thought about but once you are comfortable with yourself, once you get to know yourself and love yourself and feel comfortable with yourself, you no longer need other people to see you as this new person or call you this other name, James. You're comfortable being Jimmy again.
0: Right. And I think, and then to further that, like, he's back in the place he grew up, in the place that he's familiar with. And so, like, when you go back to your hometown, you're not going to be like, call me James now. Like, you right, know, like, he's like right. reclaiming his identity he has been like he ran away to Metropolis, he ran away to Nat. City. And so now that he's really like in like a homestead type place, he he is going to be the person where he learned about the integrity of journalism in the first place, which is hilarious because he definitely fired the guy that taught him that so he could take to that job. <laughs> right. That's funny.
1: I mean, yeah, you're actually that's probably true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, like he, yeah,
0: because he's like, that guy's like, I don't, you know, uh, journalism, you told me you like journalism, standing up for the little guy, and he's like, yeah, but, you know, we gotta stay afloat and stuff, so, you know. <laughs> Nothing personal, no just business. Here. Yeah, right, and so, yeah, so, standing up for the little guy, and then James is like in that office now, and he's like, don't call me chief, ha 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 ha, I just fired your chief, so I right. am the chief, <laughs> 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 however that worked, maybe he got a promotion. You know, whatever. So maybe he was going to retire, and we got that that scene was cut. Who knows what the reason is? But I thought that was very that struck me as strange. She's like, "Yeah, but I just bought the paper." So how much money do you have sitting around, James? Right, right. Well, I mean, it's a small town paper, but but still, you know,
1: he probably got a very nice salary with with bonuses from Catco for the time that he was working there. I'm sure he has very nice savings. Um. And well, he quit, right? He didn't get fired from he, there.
0: Yeah, he quit. So there's no severance
1: package. There's no severance, change. but I'm sure he got a very nice bonus. He was the CEO of a multimedia conglomerate. He got a very nice salary. I'm sure with, that came with with good like annual bonuses.
0: Uh, so so I'm sure he's he's doing just he's got he's I'm got plenty sure. he's got plenty he's got plenty. So what else? So. Do you think this was a good send off for James? You know, we, we've we been we've been back and forth on James Olsen over the course of four and a quarter seasons. And sometimes we're we're on board with the direction of James. And then sometimes we are not re-Guardian. So uh, mm. re-Guardian.
1: He I've had a complicated um, relationship with this character um at times i've i've really you know loved him and at times i felt like this is the, i don't really they don't know what to do with him honestly for the last couple of seasons really since guardian came around i've felt like they weren't really sure what to do with him um and this send off if you didn't know if you didn't know that micad was leaving the show
0: would you have thought this is his last episode ever uh no yeah. i would assume that he probably wouldn't be in every episode anymore right right but i i I wouldn't assume that this is like the final episode the final goodbye
1: yeah and and that's what kind of stuck with me is that this character who's been there since the pilot who was a a love interest for Kara at the beginning and and now we have like we've met his sister and a, a character who has been through a lot he became a hero for a while for i mean he still is arguably a superhero um he's been through so much and he has been so important to the structure of this show. And, and he's been like a pillar of the show and the way that he left, I, I feel like was a little understated. Um, and perhaps that's intentional. Perhaps that's because they want the option to bring him back. Um, and they're sort of like, here's what he's doing. Now you know where he is. So it makes sense that he's
0: gone. Um, yeah. I also feel like it's not like he burned any bridges on his way out though, or like he died, mm-hmm. say, you know, like in the line of fire or, anything like that so like sometimes people just move away you know yeah, yeah 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 but i guess
1: that's i mean that's true but like this is television right and you want more of like a a button on, or i at least want more of like a goodbye like i want him to say goodbye more and uh, to, to more of the characters and stuff and it just sort of felt like he just sort of moved away without saying goodbye um i, I you know like when he left it was to protect his sister um last week right last episode mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like then sort of like staying away, almost just feels like unceremonious. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 it's Jimmy Olsen we're talking about, right? It's not like made up character for the show. It's J- Jimmy Olsen. Uh, uh, that going back to the
0: early forties. Sure, um, that I in a way I get, but I I've made my fe- feelings pretty clear on this that I like he's James Olsen. On the show, and he can say "Call me Jimmy" all you want at the end, but that's at the end. Yeah, agree. You no, know? it's easy and to say that at the end. It's yeah, and and so like as as far as like a big send off, like yes, he's an important character to super the super family mythology. I he he never really jive with the show. There was there was always a, he was definitely. He definitely felt like he was put in there as Kara's love interest for season one on CBS because they were like, she needs a love interest. What if it's James Olsen? You right. know, and so it just never worked. Because here is the thing about the CW shows: the Berlanti for most of those characters, when they show up, they are authentic to their comic book counterpart, as close as possible in the world, unless you know their comic book put the counter comic book counterpart. Doesn't really have much to work with, right? Right. So, sure. But most of the time, they feel authentic to to the rightful character, and, and he didn't. He's not James Olsen. Yes, he's a photographer, and he's Superman's best pal. Blah blah blah. It's a complete reimagining of that character, and it just never really felt authentic. And, and that's I, not Mckad's no. fault. That's the the choice that was like that's the choice that the the showrunners had to go with or chose to go with or whatever and so for so for him to leave i like yes jimmy olson is saying goodbye but i've never really felt a connection to him in the way that like oh this is a huge member of you know the the family or maybe that's also possible because he is so associated with the superman side of the family that i ha- like i have stronger feelings about Alex or Nia or, you know, like, because they are Kara's supporting cast, you know, of players, not traditionally Superman's supporting cast of players. So, I don't know. I,
1: I think you make a good point there. Maybe it was a... Maybe it wasn't the most pomp and circumstance farewell for the character, but a f- appropriate a farewell for the character on this show right? Sure. Within the confines Mm -hmm. of this show, less, less surprising, less, you know, sad, uh, that, that he didn't get as much, uh, sort of pomp and circumstance around him because it's more appropriate for this show because of the role he played in the show. I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Most of what you're saying that he, he never, the, the way they wrote the character never quite gelled with the rest of the group. And, um, uh, it, I said it myself. I I felt like they did weren't quite sure what to do with the character for for much of the last couple of years. So yeah, in a way, it's like you know maybe it's just it's for the best that he just sort of says goodbye. Um, I guess I I, I was just
0: surprised that they did it the way they did it, but I guess I shouldn't have been. Mm, I don't. I I guess I don't. I really wasn't expecting anything. Yeah. If that makes if that makes sense, like I I had no expectations about his goodbye, so I wasn't take I I I very much liked the way that he said goodbye here, and I also like that he it's a like a going back to your roots ending for him, you know, but with the self, but with the knowledge he has obtained through his years in Metropolis and National City, you know, but he's still going to at the end of the day. Stand up for the little guy, because right. that's always been the thing. Stand up for the little guy is what he learned even before Superman, and so that's what journalism is about and and he can do that on a small he can even do that on a smaller scale. in fact, it maybe even be more effective that way so then than than what he was at CatCo, you know, always fighting something so. So, we'll see. But, like, being a senator or the Smithsonian, those things didn't feel authentic. It would be kind of like the next move from CatCo. Like, it didn't exactly feel like, quite like James. This feels like James. It yeah. even feels like Jimmy Olsen uh, in some, in a lot of respects. So, sure. so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But I, I'm sure that, you know, we'll be hearing from him again. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure, yeah.
1: Just because he's not uh, series regular anymore, I'm sure he'll be popping back in. Um, I think that's safe to, to. I think that's a safe assumption to make. Yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, he'll be is a great actor. He'll be missed. Um, I, I wish that they had sort of written more for the character over the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, in that sense, I'm sad to see the character go. But he didn't have that much to add to the story anymore, and so it makes sense that he would um that he would want to go pursue other things
0: right exactly and i'm maybe he might have been feeling that for a while, and you know now the opportunity has kind of presented itself for him to be in mortal combat so right this i'm is, sure I'm sure that's the case yeah 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 so so we'll we'll, uh, we'll all see but let's uh let's talk about the rest of the episode um you know because we're we're already wrap up, kind of wrapping up on uh, on our our yeah. usual time frame. Just about so, so first this you know dark side of tech over reliance on technology. This verdicts blaster thing, you know, like developed by Hank Henshaw, and it's no good. But then you know, like Malphic's gonna use it to hurt his own brother, like his brother hurt him and stuff. It's all it's all bad business, right? It's bad juju, Frank. What do you bad
1: think? juju all around?
0: Do you do you like? How Malefic was could like fight off the Phantom Zone? Did that bother you at all, or were you good a little it? bit?
1: I, it confused me more than anything. Um, more than it bothered me, I was just sort of like, "Oh, so that's a thing we can just do now." <laughs> like, when when we don't want to go to the Phantom Zone, we just don't. Like, we just thought,
0: no, I just don't want to that much. You can't make me. Like, oh, okay. Well, excuse
1: me. It says here that there are twenty more minutes in the
0: episode, so I'm not gonna go yet. I'm tea, a, I'm a cake, or phantom zone? Tea, cake, or phantom zone? Of <laughs> uh, the cake, then. Yeah. <laughs> cake or death? <laughs> <laughs> you must have
1: tea and cake with a or
0: you will die. You will die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, do people still know Eddie Izzard stand-up comedy from the early 2000s? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that's why you must <laughs> We'll have, find out.
0: You must have tea and cake with the Kryptonian Council or the phantom zone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So like it just that that was really my reaction it was more one of confusion. Like, okay, so you just don't wanna, so you're just not gonna I mean, alright, I mean cool, I guess you're a Martian, you can do what you want. Um we'll go with some some Martians are so crazy overpowered anyway. This one it might as well happen too. <laughs>
0: like, sure, you know <laughs> what it's funny? Because Jean has been like they've always given good reasons for Jean to not be super overpowered, even though he's got a lot of you know, he does have a lot of powers. He never really, like, oversteps his bounds. and But now Malefic's like, and now I can control people's minds. And and now I don't want to go to the Phantom Zone, so I, I'm not gonna. So I was a little... I was like, when he did go, and I was like, oh, I guess that's the end of Malefic? Really? Is that what we're, we're doing? Right. But then, twist! It's not the end of Malefic. I enjoyed this. Yeah. So he ends up in Lena's lab, which kind of reminded me of this weird... Like, uh, like, so, like, Jean is brought to Earth by the scientist by accident, you know, who has a heart attack, and is like, it's okay, you don't have to, you know, don't hurt people and don't hurt me, it's okay, I won't study you or anything like that. But then Malefic gets to Earth and Lena's like, boom, I'm gonna study you. Yeah!
1: Yeah, totally! Wow, yeah, that is a really cool, like, inversion um how the the two brothers really are like mirror opposites in that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah.
0: Uh, yeah very very mirror yeah okay uh next so going off this secrets and trust kind of thing jean didn't tell anybody about malefic which is funny because i thought he did so like when alex is freaking out he's like you didn't tell me you know and so i'm like but i thought she I thought everyone knew this is awkward, but I guess it was just Nia, so I'm the one playing catch up. Right with them.
1: i I was sort of like, oh yeah, I guess he really didn't tell anybody else. Ooh, that's that's gonna have repercussions. Mm-hmm. And it and did. I,
0: and it did, but it also didn't because they're all good people, and so like yeah. it wasn't even really Alex; it was Malefic. So. It was Malefic, or
1: as as oh my god, one of the best tweets we got uh, during during the episode was from uh, at Rachel Joy 23, who referred to uh, Malefic taking over alex as (laughs) malafalix
0: which like excellent come on malafalix come on more malafalix on the episodes please thank you uh so anyway so bajan ends up going hey you know you know it's all good everybody so it's okay and everyone's like okay yeah it's gonna be okay good this is fine We've all made mistakes, John. We've known each other for a, a long time now, so it's okay. No big no big deal. You'll help out. It'll be great. Uh, and so Malefic is just all about incepting. He's got it back, and he's like, I'm going to incept everybody. Incept
1: go- everybody. Incept
0: good. all the people. Yep. Don't go on a plane because I'm going to incept you. You know, just incept is a weird word, and they keep <laughs> using it.
1: It is. They're using it a little too much. I feel like somebody finally like caught up on the... Uh... Christopher Nolan back catalog and they were like guys this is a great idea we gotta we
0: gotta do this we gotta use because I mean we gotta do this on TV it's basically mind control but they're not saying like he's controlling their minds he's like he's incepting them and I'm like it's weird yeah like, that, that's not language it's- that we that's not language that we use
1: and they've made it like a household word now in their world. It's right, very funny.
0: It is funny. Earth Thirty Eight loves the word Inception. They, they sure do. They sure do. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's talk about William Day, um, because we learn a lot about William in this episode. Because Nia's all like, "I'm on the case. I've got some. I've got some info in this computer lab that I have set that that set up at Catco now." We didn't have computers at our desk, people. We had to come to the computer lab like it's 2005 in high school. Like, I had to come to the computer lab. Computer I, lab, right. Anybody, anybody the old play? gateway computers. Anybody want to play Oregon Trail with me? I'm in the <laughs> yeah. computer lab. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah. So anyway, so she finds out that, you know, William Day is quote-unquote responsible for Elena Torres' death, question mark, and Kara's like, I'm going to go to Mexico and find out. Um, so Nia does some research, but all this uncovers that day he says works for the times in London and he is investigating Rojas undercover thoughts telling the truth or lies, all lies. I think he's telling the truth, but not the whole truth. Yep. And, um, so help him God. Right. I, Yes. yes, I, I would agree with that because I thought it was weird that Kara was, like, chose to be Kara in that room and not Supergirl. Also, where was she keeping those clothes? Oh, wait, no, it's Nanotech. Never mind. It's Nanotech. Yeah, I'm back on board. I forgot about that. Uh, And so it's, you know, she confronts him, and I know this about this. I know this, this, and this. I guess guess it makes more sense for Kara to know those things than Supergirl, but that's not the, you know, that's fine. Uh, I think he might be working for the Times. But also, Leviathan,
1: yeah, I definitely think Leviathan is is uh why he's doing a lot of what he's
0: doing, um right, you know the, but but it might the be times true. just like marking newspapers up and be like, "Now you're going to Mexico City, <laughs> like oh my gosh no
1: i I do think that the the piece about the Times could be true, um it's possible, but is that the reason that he's here? Is it because he's investigating Rojas, or is it something to do with Leviathan? You know, I, that I think that he's telling the truth, but not the whole truth, and certainly not, not nothing but the truth.
0: It's so we had talked about him as a potential like, is he are they setting him up as as a romantic interest for for Kara or yep. something like that? And so like originally we had said like no, he's a jerk, but they have this weird chemistry. But now he's like. I have craft, you have art, I'm actually a good person, like, the wife thing is made up, we saw him doing the soup kitchen thing, legitimately is probably just a good person, you know, from what we know, you know, there's gonna be a blowout, like, you're Leviathan, and you didn't tell me, he's like, I couldn't tell you, you didn't tell me you were Supergirl, I was protecting you, sound familiar? Right, yeah, I don't know why we sound like a weird version of John Mulaney when we're talking about William Day, yeah, I'm William Day, no, that's not him <laughs> at all. No, it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could do a better British accent than this, but I kind of oh, like man. this version of William Day.
1: Kind yeah. of like Manchester
0: Black. Yeah. Oh, it's me. William Day, also Manchester <laughs> Black. I was thinking about Manchester Black today. That was a weird send-off for that character. Remember so, when yeah. we were like, he's coming back. He never came back.
1: Never came back. Crisis! Nope. I don't know. Probably not.
0: No. Nope. No. Probably not. Um. So, but. So, but he, uh, William tells Kara, he says, I have no doubt that you can set, you can take care of everything you set your mind to. And in the context of that conversation, it sounds very much like, Hey, I knows you super girl. I think he knows. Yeah, I be- think he knows probably cause because he's
1: a, uh, he, 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 has, he has two Pulitzers. He probably knows. That's true. That's one good reason right there. Um, also I'm, I'm remembering an email we got, uh, we, I think we read it last week before from Lauren, our friend Lauren. Um, and, uh, she pointed out that a couple episodes back, they did sort of imply that he knew her secret because when she shows up, um, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are, why are, what are you doing here? Um, there's a very personal, like, there's, there's a few things there that, that, uh, subtle hints that I, it's one of those things that in the moment means nothing, but maybe when we go back and rewatch this season, we'll be like, oh, look at that. They were telling us early that he knew who she, who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a feeling he may know, and yeah, the, t- the two Pulitzers are a really good, uh, a good proof point as well. Yeah. Well, see,
0: we'll see what we'll see what happens.
1: Also, uh, apparently in this, in R 38, they just give out Pulitzers like like candy. They're just like, here, you get two, you get one. Here, everyone, everyone, everyone just have a Pulitzer. Everyone have a. Lois has, has a some. Pulitzer.
0: L- Lois, Lois is the lo- you earned yours, Lois. You you can stay. It's okay. You know, no, maybe, maybe Cara, Yeah, you know what? Y- yeah, you, you get d- one too. It's like everyone gets a sticker, you know? Yeah. Oh. Everyone, everyone gets an everyone gets a Pulitzer. There you that's, go. That, no, here's that's a, not. Here's a medal that you can wear. That's not true. They give out the Pulitzer every year. He could have earned it twice. He's like thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah, that's fine. You could earn two Pulitzers a lot by of the time very, you're in your early
1: thirties. A lot of very young people are winning Pulitzers on Earth 38. Because Lois it That's can't because be life more than expectancy like her- is fifty five on thirty eight. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, wow, rough place to be. The crisis really should set things straight again. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's why it's our thirty eight. though they 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 just die at thirty eight. Thirty eight. That's it.
1: They just get That's cut sad, off.
0: Man. That's real, real sad. Yep, man. So I mean you were in your Pulitzer at thirty three? You're like, what took you so long? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're Uh, close to dead. Lifetime Achievement
1: Award at that point. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh man. So anyway, it's true though. Comics, there's something about like young reporters winning Pulitzers.
1: It's because they want a shorthand to say she's a great journalist. She's so great. She won this very prestigious award that you know of in real life, right? That's the shorthand is like, let's make it, let's show, not tell. Right. But when you do it, like when there are three characters who we've encountered on this show who have won Pulitzer, it starts to be like, All right, guys.
0: I mean, there are other ways to show
1: that they're accomplished.
0: Right. They could have a very successful blog. Sure. You know who hasn't won a Pulitzer yet though? Iris West Allen. Get on this that is Iris. True. It's because Earth One, they take their Pulitzers more seriously on Earth <laughs> That's One. Right. That's right. Iris. Well, I uh, right Iris Wait. would have ten Pulitzers by now. She should. Mm hmm. Yeah, cause she's Iris West one? Pretty great. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's great. Last, last thing, Shades of Villainy. So Lena is, quote unquote, helping Brainy. But also for her own malevolent, malevolent, malev- malev- that's tough. Malephalics? Malephalics, malevolent ends. You know, so she's like, bam, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna steal this little bit of tech. Cause I'm Lena Luther. I'm, quote, hashtag not a villain. <laughs> like, she's sure. killing me this season. I'm not liking it. Yeah, she's killing me. What yeah. what
1: hurts you more? The fact that she's she evil knows better, or the knows... fact that I was
0: right? Ah, uh, <laughs> she the first one. It doesn't okay. hurt me that you're right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. that doesn't bother me at all. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's that like the character should know better, but she doesn't.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, no. No. Totally. Totally. She should. She should know better. Um and honest, I'm, I'm really still feeling like the way that she's taking the whole Kara thing is she's taking it harder than she needs to. Like sure. especially how inclusive Kara's being and everything, like
0: should be softening her heart a little bit instead of hardening it. Yeah. Instead of hardening it, I agree. I agree. It still could go in a. It still could go in. It's a, a new direction, but there's time for her to turn it around. There sure is, but yeah. boy. Is she's digging herself a hole? So anyway, that, that's uh, I think um, I think that's all we have time for? Question mark? Yeah, I think I'm actually I'm out of stuff. Yep, I I'm think that covers themes. it. Yeah. there are a lot of
1: themes. Yeah, and uh, Bravo to you for like nailing the themes uh, back in the premiere, and like they're still holding true. They're still, you know they've they've evolved. Like integrity of journalism evolved a little bit from what you originally called it, but you you nailed the overall um the overall themes for sure so good work there my friend
0: thank you very much yeah and i mean some are certainly more some are more prevalent than others in each episode you know like this it like this tech thing is like taking a like a like a back seat for right now but like the supergirl logo shows up digitized so yes so obviously that's like a thing that's happening this season so but I'll be, uh, yeah, well, you know, maybe the integrity of journalism is going to end up taking a backseat now that James isn't on the show anymore, you know, so who knows where this is, who knows where it's going. But anyway, Frank, uh, I would just like to say, I would just like to say, I, I called one thing, you called this, but I, I, I did my famous calling. I called, there was going to be a Superman show about him raising a kid with Lois Lane, and dang it, I was right. Sprock, yeah.
1: Sprock, yeah, yeah, right. Today, as we're recording, I'm sure that that uh, many of you have heard the news by now. But yeah, it's it seems that there is in development a a show um, on the CW about Superman and Lois um, raising a family in this crazy, crazy world of ours. So um, we are we will follow this story with great interest. And, uh, who knows? We may have good Star, Wars, come. Good Star Wars. Good Star Wars reference. Thank you. Thank you. hmm But yeah, we may have, we may have some updates for you uh, on that wink, wink, nudge,
0: nudge to come. So, you know, it's funny because the way that, you know, because the way that they're writing about it, Tyler Hoechlin, you know, wrote something about, wrote and Bitsy wrote something about it. Bitsy Tollock wrote something about it. And they're all kind of writing like, thank you for, you know, this chance and letting us do this and we'll steer it in the right direction you know, so on and so forth. It kind of sounds like they're developing the show. Not you know, the pilot. Not the pilot. It sounds like like it's almost like it's a set thing.
1: I, I have a feeling, I mean, often, right, like Batwoman was like, yeah, they're shooting a pilot, but we all kind of know it's going to get picked up, right? Like, like it's right. just sort of the undertone um, is that, like, it's
0: probably going to get picked up. Like it's probably going to go past pilot. They're going to at least give it a shot. Right. So, so. Yeah, some are riskier than others. You know, certainly, like, they're shooting Green Arrow and the Black Canaries right now. That's, that might be a slightly riskier than yeah. the show about Superman.
1: Yeah. It's, it's Superman. Like, it's, it's, it's freaking Superman. Like, it's, it's sort of, you know, n- you know, knock on whatever kind of wood this desk is made of. But, um, rich mahogany, Frank. <clears throat> rich Corinthian leather. Uh, but it's, it's just, you know, it's probably it's more than likely going to happen, and I, I I'm hesitant to say that because I really want it to happen. I don't want to jinx it, but I really, um, yeah, it's likely to happen. I mean,
0: I, you know, Batwoman was even was was pretty much a lock. Um, yep. I mean, it got Batwoman just got a full season order, like it got mm-hmm. its other thirteen episodes or whatever. But it's like, yep. well, was anybody expecting it not to? Because the ratings on Super, uh, on Batwoman have actually gone up, mm. um, or each progressive week. So which has been which has been great. Good for them, man. Yeah, that's great. And good for our friends over at Batwoman TV Talk. Indeed it is. Yeah. You can take a listen to at BatwomanTVTalk.com dot yes, com Places podcasts can be found. Frank, are you ready to wrap this up so we can talk about the trailer?
1: Sounds good. Yeah, let's talk about the trailer. If you don't want to hear the trailer, then we will bid you adieu uh, now. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us at uh, com or SuperGirlTVTalk.com or really anywhere podcasts are found like uh, Apple Podcasts and Overcast and Stitcher and spotify and all the great places that podcasts are found uh you can find us you can also follow us on twitter at tv supergirl you can follow us on instagram at supergirl tv talk we love chatting with you we live tweet the show sunday nights uh eastern time so please join in with us join the conversation we'd love to chat with you uh and in between too tim you do a great job of of uh keeping all of our Twitter followers posted on all the news uh, as it comes out, so follow Yay. us for great news uh, updates and and fun conversation with the fan community around the news surrounding the show and, and sort of the Arrowverse um, at large. But uh, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That would mean a great deal to us. And I think that kind of wraps it up, so do you want to chat about uh, this trailer and do some Trailer TV Talk?
0: Yeah, trailer TV Talk. Frank, there's gonna be some coastal flooding. If this is, there's a new villain on the horizon, and he's not Doc Ock, cause he's only got two extra arms, so he's Doc Siempre. No, Doc. <laughs> Doc Dos? Doc Dos. No. No, cause he's got the five. Two. No, that would be five, right? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Sure. Yeah. So he's Doxace. That's what I'm going All right. with. We'll go with that. Anyway, he actually the the design looks familiar. The helmet looks really familiar. And I searched and searched and searched online and to like see like does anybody like recognize who this guy is? And I could not I could not find I could not find anything. So his code name is Rip Roar. Rip roar, rip roar, like a rip
1: roar in good time. Um, that's at least what what she says in the um, in the trailer. Uh, his codename is Rip roar. I, I don't know of a character named Rip roar from DC Comics. Maybe next week we'll have something in Professor Comics Corner to, to cover there. But uh, I'm I'm at least not familiar with with that character.
0: Rip roar uh, was a resident of Apocalypse in the distant past who stole a New Genesis supercycle and imprinted himself onto it so that he could follow his command shortly before he's sealed away and trapped on Earth.
1: Surely they're not giving us a dark side storyline.
0: No, I would...
1: Right? No way we're going to Apocalypse.
0: No, I don't think so. His main rival is Calabac. And also, Ripor looks like n- nothing like the character that's going to appear on the show.
1: So maybe it's one of those situations where they just took the name and not much else.
0: Yeah, that could very that could very much that could very much be. I still say the design of the character looks familiar. But I so I, I was so interested in this I actually pulled the um I pulled the description for next week and it says on the eve of the worldwide launch of Andrea Rojas's VR contact lenses, Kara and William team up on an investigation that exposes a terrorist plot. Kelly and Alex celebrate an anniversary, but Alex's safety is in jeopardy. So I think the terrorist plot would be rip-roar. And this thing where every coastal city is going to flood. Sure. Right. But I don't I don't know. But I think there's, like, we're going to see more. I think this character is being set up to be more than, because in the next episode's description, so it'll be six, episode six, it's like the mysterious new villain in blah blah blah. Like it doesn't name them, which I thought was strange mm. as well. You know, <clears> that rip. is interesting. So, uh yeah. So we'll we'll see, we'll see where. So it there's all more.
1: There's more to Rip than what they're So they're 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 calling him Rip Roar, and saying that it's a code name, mm-hmm. but maybe that's not actually going to be
0: the villain's name, right? Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, and I'm also looking at so like the title "Dangerous Liaisons" for next week. I don't know if that really. <clears throat> I'm not sure what that really tells us, other than you know, dangerous thing. I mean, I, guess, I mean, I guess liaison in the, in the, in the sense that, sh- uh, Kara and William are teaming up. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, as well. I mean, have
0: you seen "Dangerous Liaisons"? Because you know, stuff's gonna go mm-hmm. down. If, uh, mm-hmm. if, if, if it's you know I mean, it relating to the to the, movie slash play. So. I don't know. Maybe it could relate to the Arrow episode that was also called Dangerous Liaisons. Who's to say? Oh, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's very, very interesting. Hey, um, some quick speculation. Something that just that just caught my eye. Um, it sounds like Todd Helbing is the potential showrunner for this potential. That's correct. Superman he, and Lois series. That's correct. He was on the Flash for a while. He he was the showrunner of the Flash for a while.
0: Uh, what seasons of the Flash? That's really important. I don't remember. I don't know offhand. We're gonna look that up right now. Uh, I, I guess we can. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what's but, his, what's uh, his name again? Todd Todd
1: Helbing. Um, the reason I ask, and this is totally off the cuff right now, off the cuff. Um, but he was, it was he and his. Brother, right? We're showrunners uh, on on the Flash. I guess when did they leave the Flash? Is my is my real question
0: because he's still listed as an executive producer in twenty nineteen executive producer. Okay. So he left. He left at the end of season five.
1: Okay, and they're in season six now. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. So never mind. I was like,
1: does this mean that something's happening with the Flash that we're not th- that like Maybe it's like the Flash is getting replaced. But but Todd, nah, Todd, nah, Todd Helbing's no.
0: been writing. Flash episodes since the very first season. Good for Ooh, him. Ooh, he's got really good episodes under his belt, too. Like, excellent episodes.
1: And that's the, kind of, that's the kind of sensibility that I feel like a Superman show should have. Like, I feel like the Flash of all the Arrowverse shows, the Flash is the show that feels the most superman in tone mm-hmm. to me and it's more the, the closest to what i would want a superman show to feel like in tone so that's a really good indication to me that they're they've got a good a good um vision
0: for for how they want the uh oh that yeah show to go check this out check this out with some of the like the man in the yellow season one the man in the yellow suit that's like the reveal mm. of yes reverse flash
1: good that was one. his
0: second episode um he wrote the finale of season one reverse flash return, uh, gorilla city. Oh, int- that's a good one. I the, the first introduction of earth Two, um, to the attack on central city. These are some of my favorite episodes, man. Oh, I think he wrote the, um, musical episode.
1: <gasps> that's great.
0: See, this is great. This is what we need from Superman. Yep. He wrote, um, part of the invasion crossover. He part, um, Crisis on Earth X. He wrote the third part of that one. We are the Flash. Under flag. yeah, he's there's some really, really solid episodes under his belt. Um, that's great. And so if he's show if he's show running Superman, I am not even remotely close to worried. Yeah, same, same. That's great news. That's exciting news. What else was he on? Black Sails, Spartacus, Mortal Combat Legacy. Ooh, he wrote a Smallville episode. Did he? He wrote Hero, Season 7, Episode 13. Pete oh, my Ross God, that's the one where Pete returns. comes back. Pete Ross returns yes! and finds a number <laughs> of surprising changes.
1: Stride. Stride Gum Factory. That's Stride oh Gum Factory.
0: Oh, that's that one. A classic, yeah. if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> oh, man. man. That
1: one is, like, unabashedly, like, oh, man, that, that's funny. That, that, is... that one's funny. All right, <laughs> well, you know what? Remember all the good Flash episodes, and that'll... <laughs> He he Take wrote care. some amazing, some of my favorite Flash episodes. From what you just told me, so that I feel like Superman's and Superman and Lois Lane are in good hands with him. So mm-hmm. that feels great. And Bitsy said great things uh, in her Instagram post about him. So that's exciting. That's exciting stuff.
0: All right, well, Frank, I'm glad that we said all the things we need to say. Me too. Good great. talk. Good talk. So until next time, up, up and away.